You're listening to the Football Revolution. Welcome to the Football Revolution. I'm your host, Gio. Thanks for joining us. No Anzac Day or Easter to celebrate this week, so we celebrate not having to listen to my attempted Greek. And welcome to our Greek freak, my co-host, VIG. Good evening, mate. Good evening. Do you like that intro for yourself? Very good. <laughs> you got me. You got me. I know you. You were ready yeah, to I start was frazzled, firing. I was frazzled. I was ready to start firing at you. I'm frazzled. I know you were, but I think everybody, uh, you included, is so happy this week. They're not listening to me say, "Was it Pasha?" Hello, Pasha. Hello, Pasha. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, look, I was gonna, we should mix that up and put on a. You know, it's not as bad as when I said barangay, but it's uh, it's it's right up there. It's close. Yeah, it is. I was going to say. Still you though. <laughs> so um, we're still buzzing from our first video show last week, and we have another one coming. Fast and Furious to you this week. We do. So five games to view in our Revolution Roundup. Almost back to normal this week without all the catch-up games. Just missing Sydney and uh, City, who are still away uh, finishing off their uh, ACL uh, campaigns. And they'll be back this week. So there'll be full team, full complement. I think there is a few catch-up games this week too coming up. So I think there'll be seven or eight games this week. But uh, at least this week we're starting to get back to normal just before we get into the final series. Yeah, a bit of normality, slowed down a little bit, but uh, we'll just ramp it back up uh, heading into the finals. So touching on the AFC Champions League, did I say ACL? Is that what I said before? ACL, yeah, you can call it ACL. Oh, look, Champions League Champions for League, Asia. AFC yeah. Champions okay. League. All right. So, it's got mate, plenty of names. You've been quite kind to me tonight. I'm a bit scared. But uh, yeah, so in the AFC Champions League, Melbourne City with a solid 3-0 win over United City. They finished on the same points as BP Patham, but finished second in Group G on goal difference. So they must wait for all groups to be played. I think it's tonight or tomorrow uh, to be completed to see if they progress to the next round. So... The, the rules are that I think because uh, the, the Chinese team, which uh, Aaron Moy plays for, has pulled out, yep. they're not going to count. So usually you just look and see, okay, who which second teams had the most points. But so normally it's, it's just uh, first. First goes through, right? Yep, yep. pretty straightforward. And simple. then second, whatever the second best teams, they go through. But now they're saying because it's a disadvantage to that group because there's only three teams – the, the team, the fourth team doesn't count. So the game's played against them, you take those points away, which means if you're a team that's sitting second and you did really well against that team, it's bad luck for you. And if you jagged a result against uh, a good side, but you unfortunately stuffed up against a bad side, well, it, it pays for you in this case. Yeah, look, I'm, 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 not, I'm not having it. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with it either. Oh, but I'm, not, look, I'm not a big fan of, of what you just said. It, it just, I don't know, compromises the competition. My eyes. Look, I'm hoping that City get through because it's been a really good campaign for their first ever crack at... Yeah, uh, and, and if they finish second and, and they're part of the, the second best teams that go through, then they should go through, yeah? Yeah, most Regardless definitely. if they beat the, the fourth place team twice and some other team beat the first team but lost to the fourth place team, like... It, it doesn't really make sense to me, but look, it's a crazy. Something's got to be done. It's a so crazy, it's a crazy loophole. But I think seeing some of the games as I did, I think City were definitely one of the better sides. And to be honest, we were very unlucky not to have gone through. Uh, uh, look, a couple of uh, draws has, has cost them in the end. So it goes to show that you must take your chances. You must cash every point in you can. So look, hopefully they don't learn out, learn the hard way. But uh, yeah, look, fingers crossed they go through. While Sydney will be playing for pride against Hayong, hoping to get off the bottom of Group H with a win tonight. So anything but a win, they will finish rock bottom of Group H, I think they are. Uh, whereas if they uh, win tonight against them, they'll jump Hayong. They'll go to five. Hayong will sit on two, but they're still a million miles away from um, being in a spot that will qualify them for the next knockout phase. Yeah, look, it's it's been tough for Sydney. Um, in a tough group, mind you, Yokohama and Jonbuk, who are, are two powerhouses of Asian football, um, so, not 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 to be exp- you know not that we didn't expect this. We we knew they were going to have a tough run, but to have zero wins from five games, you know, it, it hasn't been a, a great campaign for them. Yeah, it's not uh, skies are blue, right? No, skies are <laughs> grey, and it's been raining. Plenty Mate, probably there, more enjoyable for me saying this to you when you're a sky blues fan. That is for me. But look, I've still got a lot of guys there that I I'm a big fan of who uh, you know have, have been good to the show. So uh, I'm getting no enjoyment from this, and I don't get any enjoyment watching Australian teams not uh, yeah, deliver yeah. over there either. We want the Aussie teams to succeed, um, whether it's Sydney or Melbourne City or Victory or even Raw, even wherever, Glory, wherever it is, Perth Glory. <laughs> oh, look, I would love to see Perth Glory in the Asian Champions League one day in my lifetime. Yeah, all right. No, I'm not sure. Don't happen, hold your though. breath. But uh, we have handed a starting debut to our new segment, TFR All-Stars, which we'll tell you a little bit more about later on in the show. Uh, quick update of the table. So City sitting on 46, 
Victory have jumped up into second uh, on 45. Western United on 44. Adelaide on 40. Mariners 36. Uh, and the Phoenix also on 36. Outside the top six is the Bulls, uh, who lost tonight to the Jets. Uh, they're 3-2. Uh, 32, sorry. Sydney on 31. Uh, and Victory and Adelaide both have played an extra game. So at the moment, uh, there is a chance for Western United to leapfrog them back into the top two spot. Uh, and there's also an opportunity, I suppose, for teams just below Sydney to try and catch on them. But at the moment, all the actions between the three Melbourne sides, Adelaide, the Mariners, who are going great guns, and the Phoenix. Yeah, look, and, and Western United missed a, a massive opportunity to go top of the top of the league, and they've slipped down to third now. So... Um, all to play for with with a couple games to go, um, and, and you know the the six for me. I think the six is probably sorted. I, I can't see Macarthur have lost three in a row. I'm I'm massively disappointed with them. Their form. I think they've. I think it's four out of the last five they've lost now. Um, so they, they've just been disappointment after disappointment. And I, I don't think I think the top six deserve to be there. I don't think any of the, the th- three or four teams. Um, sitting outside that top six should even be in contention. Look, I know this is going to really upset you, but I'm going to hit you with it anyway. I haven't done a rap for this week because of the fact that... Uh, now, when I when I was reviewing the show, the uh, the Jets and um, the the Bulls had only just started, so I didn't do it because I wasn't sure what we was going to happen in that are, game. Yeah, we are a bit early, aren't we? Yeah, look, we're a bit early this week, but at the end of the day, as long as we get out a quality product, I think that's what the listeners are after. So it doesn't really matter what time of, of day we do it. But uh, we have, because of other circumstances, uh, jumped out the gun a little bit quicker this week. But as a result, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm sure the listeners will let us know. There is no rap this week. No rap. That's all right. Look, we move on. We all go on. All right. So, Revo- so Revolution Roundup, there was five games played, as we said. The only game missing was uh, the fact that Sydney and uh, City were both away, still finishing off their uh, Asian campaigns, so or Asian Champions League campaigns so five games were played the first one being on the Friday night between the victory and the Phoenix two tops current top six sides uh the Melbourne Bay side the victory ran out 3-1 winners worst possible start conceding inside the opening two minutes uh via a Diagostino goal but uh Ufak Talley will be absolutely furious that Pennington dived in deep in victory's half two passes and then it's a goal they've almost run length of the field not in the final two minutes when your team's tied two passes and they've run length of the field to take a one nil lead in a in a pretty big game yeah huge game for wellington and and a, a terrible way to start um look the victory rojas he's, he's been outstanding i think the last maybe maybe the last two three months i think he's been really good back to the form that we saw him sort of rise up in the A-League and, and get his move overseas. So but also the form that uh, made the victory want to bring him back. Oh, 100%. 100%. So Because when he did finally... Jumped it and I, th- I, think, I think, if I get this correct, I think he's off contract at the end of the season. So, um, you know, if I was Wellington, I'd be trying to swoop on him and, and get him home. Nah, look, I hope he stays at uh, the victory. You hope he stays, but if, yeah, if Wellington are smart, I think they should swoop on him, swoop on him and um, try getting back to his homeland yeah so look uh, Kelevar with a big stop to deny Piscopo bringing the Phoenix level from the spot and the ball is played back in and then Broxham was a judge to have elbowed the same man who missed the penalty and they gave another penalty which uh, this time Sandoval how good was the VAR yeah, honestly. It was, like, it was like Comedy yeah. Central. <laughs> no, was, was, we thought we got rid of the VAR after the first one. The penalty was awarded. Yep. Then he misses the penalty. Then he goes back in. And then the ball then comes back in. Then he gives another VAR. And oh, the fun, funny gold. thing is, as we said, out of all the players that had to get elbowed in the head, the second time it was the same guy that missed the first penalty. So who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> so um, Sandoval went the same way, uh, and Kelleva almost saved it, saved it again. So if he'd saved it, that would have been it for it me. Would've, I would have. No, it would have been better if he saved it. It went back out, and then it came back in, <laughs> and then it went to the VAR, and then another penalty went to the VAR again. I would have thrown that my head, my head, my, head my headphones, my my cans, my microphone. I would have chucked them, and we would have been <laughs> done and dusted because, like I said, it was it was too much for me to bear. But uh, look, the, the long and short of it is, it uh, brought the uh, the Phoenix level. Um, and then later on, which was another another thing in the game, so there was just too much happening. So chaos disallowed a victory second due to a handball or a foul in the lead up, and then award a penalty, which Brimmer calmly slots home. So I'm not sure why it, why that was brought back. And then any which way, it just looks like uh, I suppose karma or destiny jumps in and says you got it wrong. We're going to fix it. Here we go. <laughs> it I, was just I, 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 I can't explain it. I can't explain it. And and just the 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 time it takes to make these decisions and then to even get them wrong after it takes so long. Uh, I, I don't know. It was just, it was just a one thing after another. It was just a calamity of, you know, you, you look at it, you look at each other and you're just laughing, right? 
Yeah, and then the, the only thing that was consistent was that the end row has finished off a great team goal to go 3-1 up, and he that's did, all she wrote. So Lovely uh, assist from, uh, from Davison as well, so... Yeah, look, and that's all she wrote. So, look, look victory, victory the better team in that, 100%. Oh, they were. And, look, in saying that, though, I asked, you know, for the for the Phoenix to put in a, a better performance than they have been off the back of a win. I think they were better. Yeah. Um, I think they got a couple of decisions that went against them. The, the penalty won in their favour. Look, Broxham jumped up. Was it a clear-cut pen? I don't know. Sometimes that would be given. Maybe more times it would be. Maybe less times it wouldn't be. But I don't think it was a clear cut every time that's a pen. So, look, they got a little bit of luck in that instance. But, uh, look, they just weren't good enough. The victory uh, took took their opportunity. And as I said, they're not hitting any great heights at the moment. But Popper's team just seems to know how they're to win. T- they're ticking over. And they're, they're sitting in wins. second at the moment. And, and while City have been away and they're not actually earning any points because they're on other duties. Put some pressure on They've just been now. chipping away at it. So, yep. moving on to the first of the three, I think, Saturday games. Mariners won, Western United nil. Monster win for the Mariners. No less than they deserved, and it may have sunk Western United's Premier Plate hopes. Yeah, huge loss for, for Western United. I think um, we need to talk about Jamie Young, the human force field, because he did everything humanly possible to keep Western United in this game. All right? And, you know, when you've got a keeper like that, and, and this, this I, I purely believe this is what, where this is why... They are where they are in the table because he's had such a good season. Yeah, look, we, we always uh, talk so highly of Jamie Young and it's totally deserved. But uh, I think the issue was that Cummings, Encololo, Moresk, every time they had the ball, it was sitting off alarm bells. Yep. It was all sorts of problems. And then it became, uh, you know, I think that they threw on uh, super sub Grand Call, who, Grand Cole, the, the, yeah. the hero who scored the winning goal. But every single time that Cummings, Encololo, and that touched the ball, they looked dangerous, then you're bringing your runner off the bench. Now, to, to, let's be honest, this is no disrespect, but we're talking now at the start of the year, we said the Mariners were always in every single game, but at the moment, they've gone out against a team who's one of the top three teams in the comp and absolutely spanked them. And yeah, yeah and West United give away possession, we know that, but even when they give away possession, they dominate p- parts of the game, which means that's why they win. In this instance yeah, here, it was so all do- the Mariners. They so dominant, it was. The Mariners could have been, you know, 3 0 up at half time, really. Um, and, and like you said, West, West United are comfortable giving up possession of the ball and they're comfortable sitting in their defensive blocks and they're very well structured. But when you've got the likes of Encololo, Moresh, Cummins, like Cummins is a handful. We, we know that. He's, he's running around. He's bumping into players. He gets his body in front of people. Um, Moresh is a, a very tidy player. I think he's him and um, having him and Cummins up front, I think they, they really complement each other. Yep. Um, so they, they've been working really well. Encololo's been... Since since Christmas or since the start of the new year, he's been unbelievable. He's for Central Coast. Yep. He honestly he's he's really settled in really nicely, um, and then they're playing some good football and they deserve. Like we said last week, they they've got their style. Um, they don't deviate from it. They know everyone knows what they're doing, and they've got some good young kids in in the team, um, and they're they're playing a, a style of football that deserves to be in the top six. Yeah, look, when we say that uh, they give up possession, normally Western United, they're telling us it's not intentional, but they still know what they're doing and they have a plan. I don't think they got a choice against uh, the Mariners. The Mariners didn't, they didn't give up possession. The Mariners just had the ball and hustled and they basically, they were the ones that were controlling the game and they were the ones that said, you can have this small amount of possession, whereas normally they'll go, we'll just tuck in behind the ball, wait for a mistake and we'll hit you on the counter. They got no choices against the Mariners and I think they got some early warning shots. So Red Hot Cummings, unlucky not to open the scoring when he hit the woodwork early on with a fierce drive and then a little bit later on, Western United dodged a bullet again when Encololo's cross put away by Maresca had fractionally crossed the line, but it was the correct call. So... Uh, yeah, look, I think they had some warnings. I think Jamie Young probably saved the scoreline from looking even better for the Mariners and worse for his team. But, uh, look, he will definitely be worth every dollar. No matter what he's done this year, he'll be worth every dollar from here on in. Uh, not only to try and steal this Premier's plate from City, which I think they've blown their chances. I think uh, Royo last week's put the kiss of death on him because he said that was his tip and one week in and they've already dropped off the pace. But um, I think he will, especially into the final series... He also tipped Perth Glory for uh, a top six spot, didn't he? I think he did as well. So We'll uh, find find the tape. So, look, yeah, we'll see what happens for both those sides bouncing back back this week. The uh, second of the Saturday games... We're we're talking about Garan Cole. We'll we'll just touch on his his finish. 17-year-old... We'll talk about his brother as well, made his debut for Sandhausen in the Bundesliga 2 over the weekend. Okay. Sent off after 16 minutes. So he played. He had a better a better outing than his... Uh, Came his on as a brother. sub yep. sent and, and got sent off. So <laughs> okay. the younger brother's out doing the older brother. I know how you feel. Well, look, at least uh, at least the parents have one good and one bad. So hopefully it'll offset the weekend for the... Uh, 
for the boys. Moving on to the glory and the wanderers, which ended uh, in Perth 1-1. Zadkovic picks up his second point as glory coach. Sturridge, Fornaroli and Keo back in the squad. But they ended... Sturridge? Yeah. Who's that? I don't know. He's this guy that they found. He fell out of the sky. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, 25% possession, three shots on target. So, I know everyone's been saying, yeah, we've got a young squad and, you know, everyone's been saying give them a break. But even when they have the big names back, and I know they're a bit rusty, against a team, the Wanderers, who aren't even in the six, they only had, like I said, one, one quarter of possession and three shots on target. So things aren't going well for the glory. The season needs to end quickly. One point was probably what's doubled his total for the season so far, Zatkovic, and I think that's probably the highlight to come out of the game for him. Yeah, look, it, it, <laughs> it, wasn't, a, it wasn't a game of uh, very high-quality football, let's just say that. Um, look, good to see Daniel Sturridge back. Uh, too little, too late for, uh, for Perth glory. You know, Bruno Fornaroli showed a bit of class on the score sheet, could have scored again. Um, I think late in the second half he was chalked off. He was chalked out for offside. Off for, for offside, and then he had another chance um, in the second half where he, he dragged one wide. So, you know, those things sometimes. You know, he, he might have scored a hat trick. You know, and um, Perth Perth runaway winners, but you know, Wanderers they've got they're in, they're still in big trouble. They need to sort themselves out. Ogilvy's um, strike was a nice uh, equaliser. It was a it was a nice it was a nice strike. It was you know a little bit rushed. I don't think his first touch was great. I think he, he sort of knocked it a little too far ahead of himself, but um, he recovered well and, and put it into the bottom corner, which was a, a nice finish. Even with uh, hey Fauna Rawley, even with his uh, his goal originally it was disallowed to my amazement. I was sitting there saying, "What are we watching oh. this for? It's just a waste of everyone's time, isn't it? How how did the linesman get that wrong?" You, you can, like I don't the, know. You've seen the shades of the grass, right? The, there's a line in the shade of the grass. But that was that was in line with that one defender He's next so to him. There was a player back. behind him. I know, I know. I and know. then they got the goalkeeper. I know. So I, I don't yeah. actually know what he was watching. Does he understand there needs to only be poor decision, one player between you and the goalkeeper, not surely, two or three? Yeah, but surely that only takes – the VAR can see that in a split second, right? And they yeah. make a decision to call it. Why does it take so long? It should be quicker than Macca's drive through right? <laughs> Depends what Mac you go to, mate. <laughs> hey, it's set, true, set. isn't it? <laughs> okay. Hey, I asked you last week about Ruben uh, Zakovic staying on next season, and we obviously know your thoughts on that. A couple of things I want to ask you. So is Bruno wasted here? Yes. So can, <laughs> Pure can, and simple. Can you see him staying at glory next year? <sighs> I don't know what his personal circumstances are like in his, in his family life. I know he's probably pretty happy living in living in Perth and and playing there and probably may probably seen out the career his career there, um, so I can't comment on that. But but he must be watching because oh, he was, was at City cl- before. If I he was must be watching J Mac now, thinking that could have been me. Oh, 100 percent. If I was another club, I would be trying to lure him away. Yes, hundred percent. Who who would you say? So if you had to pick a team now, who would be the team that you think? Oh God, I, I think any of the three Sydney teams could could go for him. Um, you know, the Wanderers desperately need a focal point. Um, I know I know Tom Mohamed's done a, a good job there, but they could do with the two of them. Or um, I think uh, the player of the quality of Bruno. Well, look, he would Tom Mohamed definitely there. hasn't benefited from moving to a team, whereas the Phoenix are a unit that provide a lot of chances and work as a team. The Wanderers are more one out, right? Yep. Which yep. means when you're a striker that relies on service, that's yep. not the right place to be. Yeah, I was saying if, if you're looking to. To if you, if the Wanderers are going to rebuild, or if Macarthur, I don't know what's going on with Tommy Urich, if he's fit, if he's not. Um, but I, I think the three Sydney teams. I don't know if if like a a Central Coast or a, a Newcastle, uh, you know, well, I'll say big enough. But then he's, he's at Perth at the moment, who who aren't doing that well. So um, you know, uh, any club in the A League, they they should be looking at uh, Brisbane Raw could massively do with him and they, and they could build a team around him but um yeah it just depends on on the circumstances of each club and uh and bruno's circumstances i think per, i think that he's um he's pretty happy living in perth and with his family there okay second question so rudin has a lot of work to do with the wanderers in the off season they've got rumored interest in uh lawrence thomas bringing him back as their number one and also in the mariners skipper bazanic what do you think they need to do to rebuild? Now, obviously, a lot hasn't gone right this year, and they've got some really good players, but they just don't fit, right? They do, it just seems to be this puzzle, right, that uh, no one can seem to be able to get the best out of, and they keep signing good players, but they don't seem to be in the right positions or they don't seem to have the right fit. So is, are they two players you'd be chasing? And if not, who would you be chasing if you were Rudan? 
They're two very good players. I think uh, Lawrence Thomas's team in um, in Denmark, Sondersky, if I've said that right, should ask my brother. Don't ask um, me though. You, you've got no idea. No. Um, if you said the first letter, I think, right, I think, I'm, look, I'm thinking I, I'm good. I think they're going to get relegated. Um, so he'll be he'll be looking for an out there and to come back to um, Sydney would, or Western Sydney would be a, a good fit for him. I think. I think he'll play there, um, and he's he's a he's a keeper of, of good quality. So. Um, and they they've had a, a few issues this year. I don't think uh, Mahias has been um, what they sort of planned. He hasn't lived up to expectations. No, he's he come hasn't. with good pedigree. He's come with good pedigree. And he's, he's had a few around, okay games, but uh, they've had to revert to probably their backup to, keeper. They went right? to Magush, who was probably yep. the second choice at the start of the year. Yep. So he's been playing. So they've obviously they're obviously in the market for uh, a first choice keeper. And uh, Lawrence Thomas would be would be a great option. Well, he was brilliant at victory, even when they struggled and they had a few seasons where they were near the bottom of the table. He was. Uh, Probably the pick of the bunch, any position for the yeah. for the victory, and he was a big reason why they probably ended up with as many points as they did because he would regularly we'd be talking about him in uh, save of the week every week. Yeah. Lawrence, he, he Lawrence Thomas, he Lawrence Thomas, he was great. Um, and Bazanic, look, I, I I don't know what's happened at Central Coast with him. There's been some sort of fallout. Uh, for me, I'm be quite disappointed with, uh, quite disappointed hearing about it. I don't I don't know full details, but. Um, he's a Central Coast boy. He's the captain of the club. He's, you know, uh, he loves Central Coast Mariners. So for him to have to walk away um, or something, something's happened, um, which isn't good. So the only positive is, though, on the weekend, they had two young lads in there. So one obviously being our mate uh, Josh Nisbet, as well as uh, I think uh, there's another young lad they had in the centre of the park. They were both outstanding against, yeah, they were. against Neil Kilkenny and two, two a team of experienced yeah, midfielders. Definitely, definitely. They definitely got the points and yeah, yeah. it's a massive scalp for them against two absolute quality. And they're, they're the other one was quality youngsters. Was Karen, quality youngsters. Karen as well. So Karen yeah. and Kilkenny got, and you've won the points. They've got quality youngsters, but Oli Bazanik is a Central Coast boy, right? And he's got X Factor. And he's got X Factor and he's a leader. And it's, it's something that if, you know, I, I think Central Coast with, with Oli playing – could even be a little further up the table, right? They might be second or third, or you know, pushing for. for so a we don't know what's player. going on there. I, I I don't know personally. No, I don't know. But for for him, for there to be rumours of him leaving the club, um, there's got to be something something drastic has happened. All right. Yep. Um, and and if I'm the Wanderers, then absolutely go for him. Why not? If I was Sydney FC, I'd be I'd be sniffing around trying to trying to lure him down. Um, because I think he's a he's a great player. He's still got I think he's still got a couple of good years left in him. Um, I know he's probably thirty three this year. So, but I, but he's a, he's a quality player and and he's a leader as well. Uh, and I think both Sydney clubs, and Macarthur, um, any of those teams could could do with him. Okay, and uh, moving on to the last of the Saturday games, Adelaide two versus the Raw, who were nil. Carl Vietz men with their fourth straight win to cement themselves in the top six spots. So, I think they did have the wobbles there for a little bit, and they were sort of sitting in a position where they could go on with it, or they could possibly drop out of the six. But uh, they were one of the teams who have uh, straightened up and fly right, and they're now, like I said, four wins on, and they're sitting comfortably in the top six. Uh, so they can concentrate on what they're going to do for the rest of the year, but knowing that, knowing they're going to be playing finals football, in my opinion, Raw were having all sorts of problems with the silver service of Goodwin and the aerial threat it was causing. Both goals a result, and also almost a few others. How good Craig Goodwin was dropping absolute grenades into the box. Oh right. yeah, that, 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 every cross was quality. You could see you could, if, you, if, if you could if we had lost in translation there, we could have said what uh, Holmes in goals or any of the d- defenders were they thinking. Had no, idea no they were on. thinking. Yeah. OMG, yeah. or maybe even something a bit more. Yeah, all fuck. Yeah. yeah. Every time, every <laughs> time Craig Goodwin lifted his head up, they'd set the the uh, the raw centre backs were looking at us and go, "All fuck, you know, and, it's coming." Like, and you've got and you've got Blackwood and uh, and Hibisuki, and Hibisuki, big, tall sitting, timber. No, right? they, they, they got they, they got the, right? the, the tongue out emoji. Mate, they they're thinking, just, "Oh, uh, here comes uh, another one." They were <laughs> loving it. Blackwood, Blackwood's had a great header. Ibasuki was throwing his body around. Um, and he's he's been a, a good signing, I think, for for Adelaide. He's he's a he's a quality striker. He can hold the ball up. He gets his head on the end of deliveries. Um, and I think playing Blackwood just off him, I think it's benefited uh, George as well. Look, I uh, Lockie Brook, I thought was fantastic. Oh. He terrorised Brisbane he all night. Had three, he could have had three or four. And look, right? he's unlucky not to uh, get his reward with his first goal of the season after Kiddo's cutback had crossed the byline. 
He hadn't. He didn't know that, but he. Uh, oh, I he, thought they were going to get Robbie Slater out there to. Um, and then he's finished just, it, just and it just reminds me of you know it, it always happens to me in tennis when they fall and I smash a winner and then they then the second serve comes in and I hit it out right. So he he didn't obviously know that the ball had gone over the byline, but uh, he put it away fantastically. It, it, it was a great finish. He was after you know missing. He, he's had he had a few opportunities, um, and, and he he just thought, thank God, I finally scored. He's run away celebrating and he's turned around and lost his flag up. And look, don't forget the other end of the pitch. I know uh, it was a 2-0 win and they were crazy, uh, created by uh, Craig Goodwin, but uh, Gauchi had an excellent save to deny Henry Hoare uh, for bringing the Raw back into the game at 2-0. He made a, a really good save. Uh, Demney, the young uh, striker, came through and missed. I don't know how. He smashed it miles over the bar. And look, to be honest, I, I do feel sorry for the Raw. They've been uh, pretty good this year. I think they've unearthed two two good keepers, Henry Hoare and, 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 and I think Parsons and some others. Parsons had a good year last yeah. year. This year he's had a few injuries, but I think he's starting to find his feet. But uh, those two guys up front that they thought they were going to get some goals out of. Lescano, who I know he's ended up bagging a few, but he's probably missed some goals that I, I could have scored with one leg. And the other one, Demney, he's a young kid still, but uh, he hasn't looked like scoring. He's further away from scoring than he than if he than if he hadn't been even on the pitch. Which is a shame because he had such a good um, such a good preseason, and and I think it was in the cup he scored a few goals. So disappointing that he didn't really kick on this year. He could be a full time cup many, player. Get as many minutes. <laughs> Not, not a bad gig. <laughs> um, and the final game of the round was the today's, and uh, that was played between at, at uh, the Bulls at home against Newcastle Jets. The Bulls, after a pretty poor run of form, really needed to uh, – the Jets last week, I think, was their, their sign-off for the finals. I think their poor performance finished off any hopes they had of uh, playing in the finals. But uh, they've come out, and to their credit, even without uh, their main man, Pena, who's, I think, suspended, they uh, took the lead in the fourth minute. Valentino Yule scoring again in the 66th, and then uh, Becca Mikkel Tatsa adding a third in the 73rd. Player. Surprisingly, the Jets kept a clean sheet, which goes to show how bad MacArthur's attack's going when I think they're, they're good for a goal or two a game, just to handing it to you to make the game interesting and keep their fans on their on the edge of their seats. But uh, MacArthur have walked away with a duck egg in goals and a duck egg in points, and so that really has put the pressure on them trying to cling on to the back of this top six pack, and it looks like they could be uh, floating downstream and... Won't be featuring in finals football all. for a second for a second Mate, they, <laughs> for a second what, season they, in a row. They were absolute bull, you know what today? Yeah, they were. They were rubbish. They were absolutely terrible. Um, take nothing away from Newcastle, but Macarthur is so disappointing. So like, they haven't been great this year. But Ante announcing that he's, he's leaving, leaving the club the at the end of the year does this just make things worse? Yeah, hundred percent. Like you got a coach that's not going to be there. You got players that some of them don't want to be there. Um, <laughs> When you, oh, they don't deserve to make the six. But I don't, when you look I at don't care about the quality that they have. Because they got the Via, Jartnu, uh, De Silva, Mariapa. Is that Philip the? Is it, we were saying how good a signing Philip Curto was going to be at the start of the season. Right? But is this how? Is this really hard to swallow as a a Bulls fan or an A League fan in general? When they got no fans. No, but la- no fan. No, but last year they had an outstanding year. First year. Now yeah. I know they've lost some real experience in Millsy and um and and you know they lost some other big name players. Uh, Derbyshire, but with the players they signed and the money they spent. Look at the lineup. Look at the lineup. Yeah, but as he said, Craig Noon. Noon. Yep. Much. Davia, Player of the Year last year. Janu. Tommy Urich yep. coming off the bench. Um, Tommy Yor. Uh, Mariapa. <laughs> it's honestly like they've gone. They've gone James out. Meredith, like they've gone uh, out and bought bought all the best brands. Right. They've just absolutely smashed the, the shops. The squad that they've got, they should be in the top six minimum. Yep. Minimum, right? And and the start of the season that they had, right? They've just been. I don't. I, I can't remember. I'm no expert, but I'm going to put this on you. If you're Ante, do you just keep it to yourself until the end of the season? Why bring it out? Yeah, why, why bring why it out three weeks I, before? I think, I think it's a bit of a cop out now. Is it think, a long goodbye? I or I think it's a cop out to say I'm I'm leaving anyway. So my mind's not there, or the, the players' minds weren't there. Whatever it is, I think it's just an excuse because they're going to miss the six, and. You know, it's going to be like he's whatever, done really good things whatever. for the Bulls, but I wish he just kept it to himself. Yeah, that's just my opinion. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a fan of a of a coach announcing that he's that he's going to leave unless it's done at like the start of the season and you say this is my last dance. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm hanging up, you know, I'm hanging up the clipboard, the Phil, Phil Jackson style. All right, <laughs> okay, but you know, oh, oh, oh yeah, not a fan. All right, that's the end of our Revolution Roundup. Up after the break, we welcome, as we said, our new segment, TFR All-Stars, where we'll tell you the team that we would like to pick for the uh, one-off game against Spanish Giants Barcelona. Catch you after the break. You're listening to the Football Revolution.
Up now, we welcome a new segment we were talking about, which is our TFR All-Stars. The A-League All-Stars is back, and they're playing against the Spanish Giants Barcelona the same week as the A-League Grand Final. So we thought we'd take the reins and put together a side we think should take the pitch. Uh, firstly, before we get to that, though, does that mean we presume players from the two teams playing in the Grand Final will be unavailable for this uh, Common Sense? Is that right? Common Sense, Yes. So if it's City and uh, West United or, or Victory, Victory, it's going to take a lot of good players out of the squad. <laughs> I, I can tell you, my squad's my squad's <laughs> severely heavy, heavily, pretty heavy. yeah, pretty heavy on the three three yeah. Melbourne sides. Yeah, look, it, it it may happen, but let's just say hypothetical. Uh, are we saying that we're, we're picking from all teams? Yeah, yeah, but we're also saying now if there was a game now between uh, an All Stars team from Melbourne's three teams against Sydney's three teams this year, it would be absolute cricket score. Yeah, 100%. You look at the way the Sydney oh. have gone this year, the Bulls and the Wanderers, oh, compared to victory. Man, I mean, tennis would be 6-0, 6-0, 6 It would be. So, um, yeah, look, I, um, I'm i not sure what lineup you'd go with, but I'm going with – and also, not only do you have to pick your lineup, like as in your formation as well as your – your starting lineup and some reserves, but also an assistant coach, because obviously we're going to be the coach. So um, if, if you've got to pick an assistant. All right. Yeah, <laughs> do you want me to fine. go first? Who's the assistant? Who do we get to pick? Uh, you can pick anyone. Dwight from York? Any, no, you can pick any coach from the current A-League teams. Yeah, what an insult that Dwight York's going to be the coach of the A-League yeah, All-Stars, right? Yeah, we well, just come so, back So if, you're, if you've had a, a great year coaching and you're an up-and-coming coach and you want to showcase yourself you should be on rewarded. the stage, yep. you should be rewarded, yeah? 100%. Instead, we've got Dwight York's, you know, I think he's coached under sixes team in... Trinidad Tobago somewhere. Yeah, but all night, Dwight, right. right? He hasn't been out for a while, so this was a chance for him to come oh, to Sydney, come and, let to his Sydney head and hang out with Bozza. <laughs> <laughs> no good. All right, so um, the team that I would pick as our um, our All Stars team, I would go with a three five one two. So uh, in goals, Jamie Young for me. I think he's the human force field has been fantastic. I think he's a big reason why Western United are at the other end of the table this year. And I think uh, as we saw on the weekend, if it wasn't for him, it could have been a lot worse against the Mariners. So Jamie Young wears the number one for me. On the bench, I would have Ivan Kelliver. Now, I think uh, it was a t- tough one for me. I think Birigetti's had a fantastic year. I think uh, Oliver Sales also had a good year. But for me, both those teams have conceded too many goals. So I've gone for Ivan Kelliver considering no, I think... No, I'm, I'm, I'm not Ivan Kelliver. You're not? No. I think he's been too inconsistent. He's made a few mistakes. Um, I think I think Sale or Birigetti uh, are ahead of him in my books. Okay. So in the back three, I've gone for a back three of and, – and simply because there's so many good midfielders, it means that's one less midfielder I have to uh, leave leave out of the squad yeah. or leave on the bench. And uh, to be honest, I think uh, you know if you've got a good keeper like Jamie and you can play a back three and get away with it, it means you've got more firepower and attack. So I've gone for Leo Lacroix. Uh, from Western uh, United. I've gone for Nuno Reyes. Now, I know City have rotated a little bit this year. I know they've um, had uh, Roston Griffiths there, Curtis Good, and they've kind of mixed things around a bit. But I still think as a quality defender, the way he plays out from the back, the way he reads the game, okay, he hasn't had as bigger impact on City this year. But I think when you have a great squad like that, sometimes it's like at uh, Liverpool, for example, you know, you don't get as many minutes when you've got uh, Jota, Mane, Salah, uh, you know, and um, and Bobby and, and so on, you know. Origi, so it's just a, I suppose, a punishment from having such a good squad. So I think Nuno Reyes would be my second. And the third one I'd choose in a back three is Jason Guerrier. So I think he's got speed. I think, uh, you know, you need someone back there who will get stuck in um, and who's a little bit, you know, a little bit on the young side too. So they're the three I'd go for at the back. And on the bench, I'd go for Curtis Good. I think he's been been uh, good for them but I just don't think he would work well with the other two the two main ones that I've picked Leo LaCroix and, and uh, Nuno Reyes and Ben Garuccio I think he'll allow me to change things up if I wanted to go to a back four I think he's a, a guy who um, this year has not only shown that he's, uh, he's he's quite good in defense but he can get forward and provide some quality service what about you who would you go for yeah interesting um well if we're going with a, a back three I I like the three you've chosen maybe maybe I'll go did you have Curtis Good in there he was on the bench, but I've gone for... So you've gone for Reyes over... I would yeah. maybe have good over Reyes. I, I think, like you said, um, we, we haven't probably haven't noticed Reyes as much this year. He hasn't been as dominant, but maybe that's a good thing because you, you tend to only notice defenders when they make mistakes or, yep. or they haven't been good. So maybe it is a good thing. I, I think I think Curtis Good, um, for me, deserves a, a, a spot there. I, I would take him over Reyes. You know, I think Reyes is a, a great player, but... I just think 
at the moment, Curtis Good has had a, had a better season and probably deserves so you'd, that So you'd play Good, uh, Lacroix, and G- Guerrier as the three at the back. I'm not sure about Guerrier in a back okay. three, right? I yeah. think. So then, if that's the case, then I would maybe go. I would maybe go a back four. So I'd yep. play Good and um, Lacroix. Our old, uh, I think Guerrier's had a, a good season at right back. Um, old toss up between him and potentially uh, Harvey Lopez. Okay, at yep. right back, I, I think I think he's had a, a good season as well. And then left back for me, I would go with Jason Davison over um, Ben Garuccio. Okay, I just think Davison's got a bit more quality. Um, he's good off a set piece, um, and I, th- I think he's had a, a really good season for. There is some substance in what you're saying, Lovitry. and I think that's why we love the game because everyone has yeah. a difference of opinion. So both so that, that back would probably lines. be. I, I would prefer to probably play a, a back four over a, you know a three and a, and two wing backs. Um, but th- that would be that would be my decision. So moving into the midfield, and this is why I've gone for a back three. So my midfield would be, uh, so a four-man, uh, did I say four-man, mi- no, five-man midfield. No. Four, yeah, got, no, sorry, four and one in the front. Sorry. Backs. You got four and one, four and one. Yeah. So I'd go uh, Ben Encololo. Yep. On one side, I'd go Craig Goodwin on the other side. And then in the centre of the park, as much as, you know, you can't fit everyone in, I would go Florin Berengay as one centre midfielder and Josh Berlante as the other. Now, I was tempted to throw in, uh, you know... Come on. Mikkel Tadze. In midfield. Pena. In midfield. So you're, putting, you're putting him up top? Uh, Pena will be in... I'd, I'd play him as my number Pena 10 in, in behind. Bet- in be- in all, right, all right, keep going, keep going. So, yeah, so Encololo, right. Berlante, Berengay... And Goodwin with uh, Daniel Pena in behind. Now, I know that means that uh, on my bench, I've got Marco Rojas, Matt Leckie, Jay O'Shea and Jake Brimmer. Uh, Jake, Jake Brimmer's very unlucky and I could have put him in the centre of the park. But I think if I had him and Florin Berrigay and Pena in there, I'd have absolute prettiness and I'd have some fantastic football and chances. But I, I want someone in there who's going to do some dog work and do a bit of a shift. So hence why I've put in the bearded one, uh, Josh Berlante. Bro, I can't argue. Berlante, he, he does. He does all the dirty work. Um, I, I, I'll look. It's the All Stars. I'm going pretty. You are going pretty. Right? I'm right. going. Well, you pretty. are pretty. I, so I think, it would I, surprise think me. I think Jake Brimmer's been outstanding this year. I would have him in my midfield. Um, I would have him, Pena, uh, and Berenge. Nice midfield. That's that's that is an All Star midfield. So right? if you so if you took over and bought an A League club tomorrow, they're the three you'd be chasing, right, for the centre of your park. Oh, uh, look. I, I would. I would also like a player like. Um, uh, oh God! You, you'd like a, a Josh Berlante or, or someone holding a, a Brandon O'Neill when he's at the top of his game, or Kill Kenny. A Kill Kenny. Oh, look, would you? Do, do you Killers agree with maybe, me? Killers maybe a bit a, a bit too old for me. No, look. <laughs> oh God! Wait, 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 I'm not going down this path, mate. All right. I'm, no, no, no. Like if I was building a club, right? No, no. You're club, building I'll, a bridge. I'll, I'll you're building a bridge for you to walk <laughs> over. Burn it, burn it. <laughs> no, if I was if I was building a club, I'll, I would go for someone a, a touch younger. Would you? Like a Berlante would you? Or, or do you agree with me here on the on the flanks, but of Encololo and Goodwin, or would you find room uh, for, good, for good Lecky? Goodwin, Goodwin, hundred percent, and I would probably go Lecky and Rojas over Encololo. Okay. So that's you're telling me, but you're telling me you're going for young blokes. Form. I've picked a young bloke over the old blokes, and you still go and tell me the opposite now. Oh, that's that's on the wings, right? Different yeah. different positions. Okay, right? different positions. All right, mate. I want it's you to explain positions. yourself here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think I, I, I would I'd go with Lecky. I'd go with Lecky and Goodwin on the wings. That that'd be my two my two starters. All right, and uh, moving up to the the guys that put the ball in the back of the net. I've gone for, and this is simply for a combination. J Mac picks himself. And I've also gone for Alexander Prijevic. So my two benches would be Mikhail Tatsa and Jason Cummings. Um, I just think that if McLaren and uh, Mikhail Tatsa, they're similar in the way they play, so I think they'd get in each other's way, whereas uh, Prijevic gives you that option of aerial threat. He's good at holding the ball up. He's more of your, your typical, you know, your, your old school uh, Ebra and those sort of guys holding a ball up, whereas J-Mac more could run off him, flick-ons and that sort of thing. So I've gone for those two with uh, the Newcastle Jets uh, main man, Mikko Tetsa, and uh, the Mariners' absolute star, Jason Cummings. What about you? Um, Look... J Mac's been good, fourteen goals. I think Mikkel Tads is catching up to him. I think he's got he's on 13. 12, yeah, twelve or thirteen. 12 or 13. Yep, yep. I think he's thirteen now. Um, after today's well, game, after today, you're correct. So yes. I think he's thirteen. So I'm I'm going with him. Okay, I'm going with Mikkel Tadza up top. Okay, over J Mac. I, I think J Mac's been all right, but he's been in a team that serves goals on platters, right? 
Yeah, but in this team with the three yeah, midfielders you've got, you've got, you've got, got to there's plenty them. of platters here. I know you've got to finish them. <laughs> I know you've got to finish them. And I, I've I've really liked the combination of uh, Pena and Mikkel Tudze together. And I think with even better players around them, you know, if you've got a Goodwin and a Lecky running off them, I think they could be really, really good. Okay. So what about uh, so if that's the case and you've got uh, so you've got Mikkel Tudze as one, who's the other starting striker? Oh, so so we we're playing two up top. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably go with, with J-Mac. Okay, so J-Mac and Mikko Tatsa. Would Prijevic be oh, on the I bench just, with Cummings? I just think their their speed. Um, Prijevic, yeah, I, I'd maybe go for Cummings on the bench. Just just something. Or actually, actually, no. I'm going to go for Nick D'Agostino. Okay. All right. Mate, I'm starting to see a massive victory fan here. In, it's like a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Look, okay, I, I, think you're putting, I think they're being... I but think you're putting in good. Rojas. You wanna, you're pushing for... Uh, you like Berlante. You're well, pushing for I'm a, uh, I'm a Brimmer. Sydney, I'm a Sydney <laughs> fan, but I, I, don't think, I don't think they've been good enough this year. I think potentially Caceres, but do you, do you take a Caceres over... Some of those other midfielders we talked uh, about, I, think, I don't think you do. No, look, I think he, he hit a patch for a while when they um, first lost uh, Bratz. Yeah. But since then, I think he's he's the team's moved, going so bad. He's moved out of position. Yeah, but I think... He's been moving around and... I think he's, been, uh, he's, be, he's suffered because oh. of the, the inconsistency yeah, in the 100%. performance of Sydney FC this year. If, if he was in a team like Victory going well, the guy would have been a world-beater this year. Look, the only blessing for him is that the, the three Melbourne teams are in contention for the final. And two of them will probably more than likely be in that final. So... They, if the two, if the two say there's uh, City and and Western United are in the final, City and Victory or Victory and Western United, whoever it is, they're going to miss out on this game. So that could be a blessing in disguise for a few um, few other players in the league. Who's so? Before we get on to our assistant coach, who you'd have as your assistant coach, who would you give the armband to in this team with a, with a team full of superstars? It's definitely not Pena though. With what no, I've seen, no, mate. No, what I've seen. Yeah, what I've seen. Can't trust him. Yeah, I gotta can't say, trust him. The guys are absolutely super talented, but at the moment he's no, he's, go a, a, bit he's a great player. It's, yeah. it's not Pena. Um, you would probably pick Berlante in, in midfield. Is that is that who you're giving it to? Look, to be honest, I would probably go one or two ways, and this will be probably surprising. I'd either go with. Uh, Leo Lacroix or Nuno Reyes, just because they can see the whole game. They're both calm and cool. Very rarely do they lose their cool. And Jamie's already talking the whole time behind, and he's got an invisible armband on. Yep. But the other option I'd go for is Craig Goodwin. I think he's such yeah. a well-disciplined. I think he's such a good leader. He does all his talking just with his feet. Yep. So Craig Goodwin's another one. I think I think that was a very wise choice for Adelaide to make him captain because he's not a big mouth. He doesn't carry on. He doesn't yell and scream. He just carries himself really well. Just the way he? that he delivers for the team goes to show I'm all in this. Yeah, I'm... Um, I'm all for that. I would have said potentially Jamie Young just because he's a leader and, like you said, he wears the invisible armband anyway, so you might as well give him the real one. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Playing a symbol. And Craig Goodwin is a is a massive shout or or Matthew Leckie for me. Okay. Who's your assistant? God. <laughs> um, I've, I've named Patrick Kusnorbo. Well, it's not Ruben, <laughs> <It's> Ruben <laughs> Zankovic. <laughs> no, but Patrick Kusnorbo is mine because as much as I think uh, – Victory and Western United have got uh, Popper and John Aloisi to thank for the way they've turned things around. Aloisi gives up possession, which I don't like to do. I like to dominate. I like to be a team that if we lost, you walk away with 60% possession, you had 25 chances, and you just didn't have a day in front of goal. And Victory have done a great job too, but look, he's brought in specific players, and sometimes they're a bit defensive, even with the attacking players they have, whereas City seem to go for the jugular all the time. They never sit back. They never sit there and try and go for a 1-0 win or a you know, pinch a point here or there. They're always going for goals. He's always making subs that are an attack-minded state. So for me, Patrick Kusnorbo would be my assistant, and he could hold the clip board i'm not sure i could last 90 minutes next to pk <laughs> he, <laughs> okay he, the way he paces up and down and he's he's screaming out um, what about pappas maybe he could be your assistant oh look after after riding him off after the first episode of the season yeah. I, I don't think i don't, <laughs> I don't think, think he wants to work with you i don't think he wants to work with me right <laughs> okay <laughs> no disrespect I, i'm gonna go with uh nick montgomery from central coast i think nice what selection done, what he's done with the young kids up there um to get central coast into into the top six now, uh, they had such a great start to the season, and they went through a bit of a rough patch. But to to turn that form around and to get them back into um, finals contention, um, I I would have him as my assistant coach. Look, I think it's a great selection, and we know also he's uh, he he was trialed in the uh, the two coaches. Uh, 
uh, experiment with the A-League earlier on in the year, which means we, you know he doesn't mind sitting in a yeah, press, press conference, conference with somebody else. Yeah, so he's happy to share <laughs> so the stage with you. So, so when they, when they <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the game, when there's like six coaches sitting on a, a three seats yep. next to each other doing an interview. Like musical chairs. But the yeah. other reason I like it that if you did go to the Mariners would be because uh, your brother Alex could come back. And uh, if he was playing at the Mariners, you know I can go up there on a Saturday or a Sunday, get some fish and chips and just sit in the sun and watch your brother play. So, the palm tree. Well, it's, yeah, it's a, <laughs> there's a lot worse gigs than that. So, um, yeah, look, I think it's a, it's a pretty handy squad. When you look at it, you know, and you look at the quality of the players in there, there is some damn good players in the A-League who have performed this year. Um, but not, not many from the Sydney clubs. But, uh, yeah, look, that's a different yeah. issue. But, uh, look, that's the end of our uh, TFR um, All-Stars. So, if you... I've got a difference of opinion, or if there's something that you just totally tweet, think tweet is, away at us. stinks, just yeah, if you think we're talking tweet us, nonsense, send us a private message, send us something, just let us know. If you see a VIG in the street, just yell at him and tell him he's got no idea, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But uh, look, I think we already get that anyway. We had, we had a decent, honest crack at it, and that's all you can ask. But um, moving on to our final part of the show, which is our clinical finish. So the first award we give out is our weekly Tom Ahmed Award. This could be a shot, a strike, a quality piece of attacking brilliance. So it's basically uh, a bit of magic that's our goal of the week. Last week, there were some good goals we were blown away by, um, but we were blown away by the Ibra Kunda. So uh, he rocket, just, he, he just seems to be every single feet. week. Yeah, so and have a look at our post that we've put out of about Ibra Kunda. So uh, he's, he's, how, he's our version of the line in the A-League at the moment. He's just absolutely sensational. Um, but this week, there's been slim pickings. So I think there's only a few that I would put forward that, uh, and look, they all pale in comparison by what he did last week, the number 66 from Adelaide. Yeah, look, we, we, can't have, we can't have screamers every week. Well, he's had, he's had three of those already. Yeah, well, every time he plays, yeah. <laughs> every time all he right. So I think this week, uh, Carl Beat's done us a favour by not playing because it would have given us another nomination for him. He would have won it again. Yeah, so Rojas's quality team goal for victory's third against the Phoenix was not bad. I think uh, Hare, Fornaroli's nice finish um, from nothing, right? It was from a nothing. He's made the space, opened his body, which is not easy to do. That yep. could have ended up in uh, in the grandstand if you don't, yep. if you don't, yep. very easily. Yeah, very if you don't execute it properly but uh, for me I would probably go for Grand Qual's uh, important winner for the Mariners because these awards always come down to how do they impact the game for them that was a big game second versus sixth I think it's now made the Western United yeah. slip to third and they've jumped to fifth so yeah. it was on a seesaw the seesaw went for them thanks to Qual's goal um, and goes to show that you know the Mariners are, are playing well at the moment and they've got some firepower in their arsenal so Nick Montgomery's t- team's not only a team to watch at the moment uh, you know, and enjoy to watch but they're a team that could cause some major problems in this back end of the, uh, the important part of the season yeah they could the only other one I might would have thrown in there was um, uh, Blackwood's goal for Adelaide. I, I just thought it was a lovely cross by Goodwin. He, he met the ball well, power in the header, header's gone down. You know, that's pretty much impossible to stay for a keeper. When you head it down like that, uh, it makes it very difficult for a keeper to save. So, so who I would just, you give I your award to? That was, that was a, a good piece of football. Um, I'm going to go with, with Central Coast and, and Garang Cole as well, just because of the importance of that goal for Central Coast. And the impact that it's going to have on the title race as well. Okay, so this week's winner was uh, Qual for his uh, his goal, match-winning goal against Western United. He's our Tom Hamed Award winner this week. His brother also gets the Tom Hamed Award for his uh, absolute, I don't know, thunderbolt <laughs> tackle that he's come sliding in and maybe he's not. Some bloke that's the up. Kevin Musket Award, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, pretty the, much. That, or the or the Roy the Roy, the Keen. Roy Keen. Yeah, but uh, moving on to this week's key games. So Saturday is so soon again. F three Derby. I think they just played like a week or two weeks ago. But uh, Jets wanting payback for the thumping a few weeks back, and Mariners on their finals march. So I think they'll be interesting and considering. Uh, the Jets had a good win uh, today against the Bulls. Um, they may think they've still got, uh, look, if not a finals hope, a, a chance of finishing the season on a high and uh, trying to get as many points as they can in Pappas's first uh, first season. The other two games I think are good is the, and this doesn't really have a lot to do with uh, current form, but the Big Blues, Sydney, hoping to derail their big rival victory, Silverware Charge. So that's another game, and Sydney's first game back after playing an unsuccessful Six campaign. Winless, yeah. or yeah. they might win tonight. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so it could be a, a very barren run for them. Um, so they'll be coming back to and, and look, that will take away a little bit of pain if they can hurt the victory and take Silverware away from them. And Sunday's third versus fourth, Adelaide entertain Western United, who are looking to bounce back after a shock 1-0 loss to the Mariners. Yeah, look, some some good football coming up, some uh, exciting fixtures. Uh, like I said, they're free derby, big blue. You know that that might have a a uh, you know on the on the title race could uh, could impact the title race or, or the premier's plate. Um, but you know, look, City coming back to Perth. God, <laughs> Perth will be hoping they get on the wrong flight. 
Um, no, they'll be hoping they swatch up, switch up in Bali or, no, up in Bali or something. No, or they want to get like they, they want to get back where City came from. <laughs> Have a nice yeah, holiday, good maybe, cheap food. Maybe <laughs> per, maybe Perth won't show up. City get I don't know, but uh, they, they won't they won't be looking forward to that. Uh, Wanderers and Phoenix, um, you know they they played a, a couple of weeks back as well, so that'll that, that'll be interesting fixture. The best thing about watching Glory on the weekend was watching Daniel Sturridge, who was a superstar in his day, right? And when I fin- before I finished playing, I watched and felt rusty and thought, God, how have I lost it so quickly? Watching him play on the weekend goes shit happens to the best of them. Players a lot better than I ever was, so it made me feel good. It made me feel real good, you know. It, it reminded me of the Pitbull song, you know, and I feel good. So <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. So thank you, Daniel, uh, for uh, making me feel a bit better because, uh, yeah, like I said, watching you on the weekend, uh, sort of fake – he was doing fakes and that on himself. The players were just sitting there going, mate, that worked when you played in the Premier League eight years ago, not now against us, you know, so when you're on one leg. But, uh, look, it, it backfired. I, I thought, look, hats off to, to the glory for, you know, trying to bring him in and trying to bring a big name in. Unfortunately, I think that might have been part of the reason why Garcia, why Garcia was shown the door probably sooner rather than later. That was something that he probably banked on heavily. Yeah, look, we were so excited at the start of the year when we, when we heard the news that Daniel Sturridge was coming to the A-League. Yeah, he's had injury problems. He hasn't been playing at a top, top level. He was playing in Turkey before that. Um and he, he was off contract, didn't have a club. So to lure a play, player like that to the A-League was great. And, and we thought, how good is this? But you he's know, turned out he, to be if Istanbul. Guess, if we can get <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So dis- disappointed, uh, you know, on all fronts there. I, I wanted to see him play. I wanted to see him do well. Um, you want that buzz around the league with, uh, you know, big players. We saw the impact that Del Piero had when he came here. Um, David Villa when he was here for a little bit. Those sort of players. So... Um, we need we need those big names to to build the league back up again and and to get it to back to where it was. So just a, a huge disappointment that it hasn't worked out for Daniel Sturridge in Perth Glory. If uh, they've missed tonight's show or today's show or whatever we call it, um, or they've missed any Yesterday's of the other shows, show. some of the other player escape room interviews or any of these segments we've had on GK Chef and in the know with Royo, where can they catch it? Vig? Yeah, they can catch it all on Football Nation Radio on their platform. So download the Football Nation Radio app and and listen up there or they can catch us on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. So, yeah, that's a wrap of another a big week in football for us. And, uh, look, keep an eye out, as we said. We're now doing video as well, so our YouTube channel. Get on YouTube, yeah. You get on YouTube, watch the full video. There's some overlays, some cool footage and things on there. Uh, also, keep an eye out for our new Euro mini show, so our uh, world-famous, and I'll touch on this uh, when we do the show. Someone said it to me. World-famous six-pack. Yeah, someone told me it's not your world-famous six-pack. They said it's fully six-pack. A sick pack. And I was like, oh, it's close enough, but right. I still don't yeah. mind that. So, oh, that's pretty good. I'll <laughs> so, that. Yeah, I'll take that too. So um, that's what one of the listeners sent in to us. But uh, look, yeah, keep an eye out for that. We've got uh, – we, we, we review the uh, big Euro leagues as well as our, uh, our awards. But uh, look, until next week, uh, as we say, rise up and join the football revolution. We'll catch you next week.